Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. Today, we have our very first happy hour, I'm excited to announce. And I have my producer, Kelly Brink, from the sexy state of Iowa. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here co-hosting this with you. I know. It's so fun. So every week, let's tell people what this is. So every week now, every Friday, we are going to have happy hour, which means we're going to be like going over what happened in the week. We're going to have a a drink with us. You guys should grab a drink with you. Um, Or if you're driving, don't do that, obviously. Yeah, don't do that. Um, (laughs) But we are going to have all sorts of segments that, you know, we we do every week that we think you guys will be really interested in. And also um, it'll recap like the guests we've had, the new of the week, anything that we find we want to reconsider a little more at the end of the week and hopefully make it fun and interesting for you guys. And we have some really big announcements today. So I'm really excited for you to join us. I am too. And it's a great way to start the weekend, which I love. So it's like just a fun thing. People can get to know you better. That's right. I don't love doing that so much. I like being on the other end where I can interview people, but um, yeah, yeah, so they can get to know me. They can get to know you. So let's start with that, actually. So Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh my goodness. Where do I start? Okay. Well, hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Rachel's producer. I live in Iowa, which surprises everyone, but Iowa pops, right? Yes, Iowa pops. It does pop. It does. So um, yeah, I've just been enjoying working in this genre of podcasting. My background for years has been true crime. So this is a huge um, deviation from that, but it's been super fun. And, and yeah. what kind of shows were you doing in true crime? So I had a show called True Crime IRL. I just covered mostly like murder cases, unsolved cases. And then I started working with some other podcasts like um, Truth and Justice with Bob Ruff, True Crime Binge, True Crime Garage a little bit. So I've worked on all those shows um, doing like their producing, editing um, videos, things like that, um, live shows too. Who would you say was the most interesting guest you met or had on? Oh my goodness. One of the most interesting guests I had on was Ian Bailey. He lives in, okay. So he lives in Ireland. There was this documentary done a while back on Sophie Toscan de Planchier. She was a French woman who had a home in Cork, Ireland, and she was murdered. And um, a couple different networks have done documentaries on the story. And there was one man at the center of this case who they honed in on. Um, He was not found guilty. He actually was in France, but that's a whole other story. But he's kind of been a recluse hiding out in Ireland, hiding away from the media and stuff because he's been persecuted by the media just it's been it's just been crazy. So I had him on. He told his story. He's doing a podcast. That Wait, so does he yeah. admit to being involved? Like what? No, his story. He, no, he says he had no involvement at all. He was a journalist at the time, and uh, he was one of the first journalists on the scene to cover the case. It was really the court of public opinion that found him guilty for the most part because they said he had like a weird fascination with the woman and the case and that, you know, that he was an odd character. And he is he's an odd person. He yeah. he will admit that, you know, he writes that doesn't poetry make you a murder. That's right. It does not make you a murderer. So he's been at the center of the of this focus in the investigation for decades. He says he had nothing to do with it. 
that was pretty interesting, but there've been so many, so many. Yeah. And what about anyone that's come on as an expert? Like I know you interviewed Nancy Grace, who I'm dying to have on the show, or she, you had her on one of the shows. Um, yeah, well, I met Nancy at Crime Con, actually, because I go to all the Crime Cons. So I've met her a couple times, talked to her a little bit. I never got to have her on the show, but I do like I have talked to her a little bit, but I had Chris Hansen on the show and the so- best. Yeah. And you booked him for me, too. And he was fantastic. What did you? Yes. Think? I mean, I'm like awestruck by him. He's yeah. such a, an iconic figure in true crime with his work on to catch a predator and all right. of his, you know, new stuff. He's just so smart, so well-spoken. Yeah. And Chris has a new, um, network out called he true, does. true blue, true blue. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I sat down with him last week. His episode should be coming out in a couple weeks now, but I used to be like in awe of him also. I thought he was yeah. fantastic. And, you know, I would watch that Dateline show once a week or whenever it came on. And I couldn't wait to see who this idiot was that got, you know, fooled into coming to this house and saw this young girl folding laundry or making cookies and, you know, didn't realize that they were on to catch a predator because it had become such a famous show. And what was interesting about when I spoke to him, he said that a lot of people were kind of fanboy over him and wanted to mm-hmm. tell their whole story to him because they, you know, they knew the show, they knew who he was. And so they almost, it was like, they almost didn't care about getting caught. That's like the magic of Chris Hansen. I think he's so personable and approachable and genuine and people just want to talk to him. So yeah. it's like a natural fit for him to be in this line of work. He's been a journalist since like what, literally like his senior year of college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that episode when it comes out will be really interesting. Yeah. I can't wait. So getting back to you, you have three children. I do. I have three kids. My oldest is grown, um, graduated from college, has a career, all of that. But my two youngest are nine and 10 and I have all boys. So yeah. And it's crazy that you have such an adult child because you look so young. How old are you? Oh, well, thank you. I'm 45. I was young when I had him. He's 26. So he's literally like my best friend. We talk every day, a couple times a day. Maybe you're not supposed to be like your best friend with your kids. I don't know. I think a lot of people strive to have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I have a daughter. So it's, it's, you met her actually. So yeah, Wyatt is a lot different because she is, you know, she's not the type that wants to like cuddle and snuggle and she's already horrified by me at her age. Oh my God. I think that's a, 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 something from growing up in Manhattan, right? They grow up so much quicker than anywhere yeah. else. So she's, she just turned 11 and she's going on probably 18 or something. As she saw. totally is. She's so sweet though. And she got a little shy when I met her, which was cute because right. she's, she was so excited you were coming. Yeah. She's so sassy. I love yeah. her. She's awesome. Um, I'm sending her a little gift in the mail, by the way. Um, Yeah. But um, no, she's awesome, but she's so different than my kids. Like my, like my middle is almost the same age as her, but I'm like, he's really not. He's like seven and she's literally like 18. I think it's the (laughs) difference between like country kids or like small town Midwestern kids and city kids. It is a lot different. Well, and also girls and boys too. That's true. That is totally true. A little bit faster. They do. Yeah. And boys. So, um, you know, enjoy it because when they 
turn on you. I don't think boys turn on their moms as much as girls turn on their yeah. moms, but no, I have a great relationship with Wyatt. As you know, I took her to the Taylor Swift concert a couple of weeks yes. ago. It was just so fun. Like at I my know. age, I would never want to go do anything with my mom, just me and her, <laughs> me and my grandmother or whatever. To me, that would sound horrifying. But Like why, now or then? Well, both. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but back when I was her age, you know, it wouldn't sound fun to just go do something with my mom. So yeah. Um, she was all about it. We drove from New York to, uh, we took the Amtrak actually and went down to Philadelphia. Um, we met up with, you know, one of my friends that she has known for a really long time and, uh, a girl who used to live in New York. And, um, we had, we just literally had the best time and we sat in these seats and the best part about it, even though, you know, the, to buy tickets for that, it's like the amount of rent. Crazy. I know. Right. Yeah. It was crazy. But all that aside, it was so amazing. I'm not even like, I wouldn't have said I was a Swifty or a Taylor Swift fan. I thought it was so amazing. The energy in that stadium, everybody standing up, knowing every song, um, being so excited. And I filmed more than the stage. I filmed my daughter and her reaction. Cause I thought it was just Aww. so cute how happy she was. And she just had the best time and we had the best time. So it was a really fun bonding moment. And I yes. like spending this kind of money on this is just like, I know. Actually, it's like so. you're spending like it's like what you'd spend on a nice vacation somewhere yeah. a once in a lifetime thing I feel like and yeah that's so special you guys got to share that yeah and it's so funny because Wyatt uh, went with her friends to back to Philadelphia this past weekend and went and saw Ed Sheeran and I thought what was crazy was the tickets were like 90 bucks or something oh wow so, I love Ed Sheeran I know he's I amazing him. yes would he think is that he's like so fun to see in concert but she was like oh it was okay it wasn't and by the way they were in the second row on the floor and that was 90 dollar seat so that's oh what God. I thought was pretty crazy about wow that. so um, did you did you know the words to sing along with the Taylor Swift songs and stuff surprisingly I did you did okay Okay. That's um, awesome. But, and she's also a fantastic entertainer and performer. I mean, I've been to concerts like Celine Dion with people that have like amazing voices and that's a different kind of experience. I wouldn't say her voice is anything like extraordinary, but her songs and her songwriting is extraordinary. And then the way she performs is really extraordinary. So I thought that yeah. was fantastic. And anyone that gets the opportunity to go see her should definitely see her because it really is worth it. And you will not think of the money in a year from now. <laughs> yeah, no, totally agree. Now, as I've gotten to know you, I have, you know, heard you, you know, say sometimes in the evenings, oh, okay, I'm going on a date and that doesn't last very long. Tell me about your dating history. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm divorced. I've been divorced for four years now. So the boy's dad is awesome. We're still good friends. We're good co-parents. We get along really well. But the last couple of years, I've gotten back into the dating world and, uh, <laughs> it's so hard. It's yeah. so, and I don't know. Meeting these men in Iowa. Uh, so mostly dating apps because I live in a really small town too. I've gone on a couple like local dates, people I've met, um, just through life, but the dating pool is very small. And right. I saw some depressing stats lately about like your chances of actually finding your person. And it's like a fraction of a percent of a chance. So I'm like, how can right. that be? Yeah. Well, but, so many so, yeah. people are talking about how hard it is to meet someone no matter where they live. And, you know, I just interviewed um, Nick Ritchie, as a matter of fact, who's, who's, 
divorced and yep. is looking and he has a podcast called facts and he has a, yes. a media conglomerate or whatever called facts. And he interviews, he's really focused on Gen Z and um, he was saying how hard it is to even, and that's, he's attracted to that age as well, even though he's, you know, in his forties, but he's like, it's really hard because they're a different generation than we are. I mean, I'm 48. So you and I are pretty much the same yeah. and um, they want different things. They don't give a shit. They like, you know, they're not into, into it for long-term stuff. I remember when I was in my twenties, I was like working and having a, a cool job just to even find the guy I wanted to be with. And then yeah. I figured once I found him, I would quit my job. I would have a kid. I would be a homemaker. You know, it's like people were interested in getting, in finding their person and getting married back then more than anything. And now people like don't give a shit. I don't think yeah. as much at that age. And then people our age are having a really hard time finding anyone because it's like such quick gratification and people will move on so quickly. Um, you know, also at our age, people have developed really weird patterns or idiosyncrasies and it's hard to meet someone who's normal. Quirkiness. Uh, yeah. That's one thing. I mean, I've met people who are like, yeah, like weird quirks, like too messy for me or like too clingy or like yeah. I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of bad dates and I feel like, like I know right away. Do you know right, right away? Like I like, know um, right away. Yeah. yeah. And re remember we had, um, Aliza Ben Shalom on who yeah. is the host of Jewish matchmaker on Netflix yes, uh, or Jewish matchmaking. And she was really interesting because she gave some really good advice about trying to give people more of a chance than, than thinking that, you know, them on the first date. And, but yes. that is definitely my problem. I'm, I'm either like into it on the first date. And if I'm not, then I'm like, Oh, forget it. I'm, I'm like a total shredder about it. I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. this anymore. And by the way, we've talked about this. I hate being on dates. It's so uncomfortable. You're sitting across from the person telling your life story or trying to be funny. And you don't know if you have salad in your teeth or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just, I do. Be, you yes. just can't be yourself. And it's so uncomfortable. And yeah. I know. I know. Pretend to listen to someone if you're not interested at all. And that can be so irritating. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it's just awful being with somebody that you don't know and you, you don't feel comfortable with. Totally. And that's why like, I like how you usually do it in your dating life. You mm -hmm. talk to someone like over text or, yeah. you know, whatever chat or whatever for a while and get a good feel and Aliza said, like, that's the way to do it. She was like, yeah. yeah, that's the best way to do it. And like, so before you're going into this date, you already know if you like are attracted to their spirit kind exactly. of or not. Yeah. yeah I, think I, I think that going on blind dates can be really detrimental because you just literally don't know if you're about to waste your time. And for me, I found that, you know, dating online or dating, you know, in a blind dating pool where you can actually talk to the person ahead of time makes it so great because then you can see if you have chemistry unrelated to what the person looks like, but chemistry of like, they give good phone They're Yes. I um, love that. <laughs> they're good with, um, their timing, they're transparent, they're responding to you. You know, they don't disappear. If somebody disappears on a text message for two days, I'm like, forget it, This guy's an idiot. Totally. Or if, or he's just not available or, you know, if somebody only texts me and they won't pick up the phone and call, I also think that's strange. Red flag. Yeah, I think. And, yeah. And maybe it's not, but like, maybe they're just not good on the phone or they hate the phone. But for me, I want someone who's transparent enough that they pick up the phone, they call, they can banter. Um, and I, I think that's really important. So I think so too. So with you, we decided at misunderstood that mm -hmm. we 
are going to do something backwards because we've both found af- after having spoken so much about it and then obviously knowing a bunch of friends who can't find normal husbands or dates <laughs> even online that we are making a huge announcement. It tonight. is. Yeah. It's so huge. Oh, you say it. You announce it. I'm too nervous. (laughs) Everybody, this is the biggest announcement we have so far at our show. Kelly Brink is getting married. I'm getting married. Yeah, I am. I'm getting married. Cheers. Um, Cheers to my wedding. You're going to be my maid of honor, by the way. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know you get to pick out your dress and everything. So so everybody, we're going to explain what we mean by this. So we've decided after having probably drunken conversations or being on Ambien and and just hallucinating, but we decided to try something new and we want you to be a part of this. So Kelly is getting married on new year's Eve, 2024. And we are going to do this backwards. We are going to look for a husband for her up until then. But we are going to plan this wedding like it's really happening. And we need you as listeners to get involved and help send us, you know, potential suitors, even if they don't live in Iowa, because she can move. I mean, I travel all the time for work. Like I'm gone. I feel like sometimes more than I'm home. So yeah, totally good with traveling. Geography has never scared me. Like that's just, just a detail. So. Right. Exactly. So, and if it's the right person, wouldn't that be great that this is the way we found him? Absolutely. I'm totally on board. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to set up, are you on Bumble already? I'm on no dating apps right now. So I think we're going to set set up up. a Bumble account. You will be on Bumble. I think you should be on seeking arrangement also. Really? Okay. Because we got to try the two different types. The type where you actually can like sign up like a menu of what you want. And the guy can be like a billionaire and he could just rescue you or you could just meet a normal guy on Bumble. But you don't want to date someone that lives with their mom and is like, yeah. And, and is like a fourth kid for you. You need a nice man who wants to get involved and be part of your family. And, um, you know, he could be blue collar or he could be, you know, retired and, you know, a millionaire. It doesn't really matter, but I think it's important to find your one. So Mm -hmm. what is your criteria? What should we be looking for? Oh, you asked me this and I literally wrote a list this long. Oh my I think um, Aliza would be maybe proud of me. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm too picky. I don't know. But don't like, I don't want to settle. I don't need to settle at this no. point. You know, I've done that before and I'm never doing it again. So right. um, and by the way, for people yeah. that are just listening and not watching, you're very pretty. Um, you look much younger. <laughs> I'm horrendous. Me. That's no. why I know. <laughs> and you have amazing hair, by the way. And oh, it's all real. You. It, this think, is my real hair. Like, which I think it's phenomenal because no one has you. real hair anymore. Oh, I have, I do clip in extensions sometimes, but then I just like started getting too lazy and I've been taking like major vitamins lately. So I think they're helping. So oh, wow. I don't know. I'll, I'll send you a link. Well, I can attest <laughs> to the fact that it works because when I saw you in person, I was like, oh my God. And we went to a, uh, a book signing for judge Janine randomly and yeah. some major hairstylist beelined over to you to talk about your hair. So I can attest. He, that he was sad. drunk. No, he, <laughs> he was wasn't. just being nice. He might have been yeah. drunk, but he wasn't. I don't think. Yeah. All right. So go on. So yeah. what's your okay. Criteria? Well, okay. So it's and everybody. Be, hold, on, yeah. hold on. Everybody yeah. needs to listen up because even though we're doing this online and going to look on dating sites, if anyone has a, a suggestion of who they want to put in the pot to potentially meet 
Kelly, this could be really fun. You guys should DM us. We're going to tell you later how to get in touch with us, but yes. like just, okay. So listen to her criteria. Well, okay. there's a whole email set up for it. Okay. If I remember it's, um, getting married at misunderstoodpodcast.com. I think that's what it is. And misunderstood is spelled M-I-S-S. Yes. We'll link to it. But yeah, yeah, my list is going to be way different than what your list would be. You're going to be like, everyone has their own list. No. I know. No, no. There's so many. I mean, how do I narrow it down to like five? I don't know. But um, first off. What's your most important that you're probably not finding right now that really mean like as a deal breaker? Gosh, I don't know if I have like a deal breaker. I, well, I'm I would all, assume you yeah. don't want him to be a drug addict. You don't want him oh, to be well, like Oh, well, no, I don't want that. I want a strong, confident, I say Sigma male. It's a term I never knew until like the last few months, but it's um, it's like, like an alpha male, but they're like, I even wrote down the definition someone who's more introverted than an alpha male, but they're like confident, determined, um, someone who has a clear sense of purpose and direction, holds strong to their convictions, doesn't let anyone walk all over them. Oh, um, I like this type of guy. Yeah. that's. I think that's like what every woman actually is attracted to. Yeah. Because A-type personalities, I'm attracted to those, but a lot of those turn out to be narcissists and they don't yes. work out. So. so like personality, I think is number one. Someone who loves the outdoors. That's really important to me. That would definitely not be on my list. I'm a big kayaker. I love camping and anything outdoors. Um, A wilderness man. Yeah. Like someone who's real comfortable, like building a fire and setting up a tent. (laughs) Okay. So we'll, we'll expand our search up into Alaska. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think there was like a sh- reality show or a calendar or something at one time. Men of Alaska. Yeah. Something and I'm like from, that. I'm there from aren't very Alaska. many. I, can I know. Fact that, You're from English. That there's more men than women up there. So, and they're always looking. So we'll make That's sure true. That, to That's look true. for, maybe there's got to be a, an online website for Alaskan men. Ooh. But that's right. really important to me. I love that. Like lake life, you know, whatever. Um, someone who has like a thirst for life is spontaneous, happy, well-adjusted, doesn't come with a ton of baggage because I feel like I've mostly worked through all of mine Uh and I don't want to bring theirs into it. Someone who's like, yeah, I'll go on a road trip with you this weekend. That's totally unplanned. That's like, I want someone like that. I love funny, funny guys. Like we're talking like Jason Sudeikis, Conan O'Brien, um, there's but something about a funny important. guy. I like a funny guy too. Over, yeah. I like funny more than I like attractive. Same. Yeah. yeah. I don't like guys that are too hot. That's annoying. I think it's much better if they're manly mm-hmm. and rugged looking. I like that, but also yeah. funny. I think that's really important. So personality's biggest for me. Someone who's financially secure and responsible because- Um, You know, I've dated people before where I was always the one paying for all the fun things we did. And like, I don't really, I don't care how much money someone makes as long as they make their money, they pay their bills. They're good with all of that. I don't want to always be paying for everything. And because I have three kids anyway. So I'm like, well, not to be crude, but nothing dries up a pussy more than having to like pay someone's rent at the end of the month, or they're always asking you for money. I mean, that's like literally having a step kid or something. It is. (laughs) No, but I agree. Like I went on a date five months ago, probably now they brought the check and they put it on this little tray thing. And he like 
pushed it my direction and was like, "Eh?" and I'm like, what? I mean, I don't expect him to pay always, but like the fact that he did that, I was like, really? I hope you did not go out with him again. I did. I went out with him several more times because I was so desperate and he was really hot. I wasn't desperate. Okay. No, don't say that. No. Um, He was so hot. That doesn't matter to me. That's why I only sounds like a gigolo. He's probably going out on dates so he can get free dinners and stuff. Probably. And he was really dumb and just like total psycho, total psycho and a lot younger than me. I don't know. So did he ever end up paying for anything? Yeah, he paid for some stuff, but every time he did, he would like make mention of it a lot. He was like, so I paid for the tickets to blah, blah, blah. And it cost this much. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Awful. Okay. So yeah, yeah, he's out for sure. Do not ever recycle him. Yeah, no. Um, and then a few other things, not many. Sorry, it's this is going on too long. Oh, no, this no, is important. Like, if we're going to find okay. the, the husband for you, we need to know. Someone who doesn't necessarily, if they're like younger than me, someone who doesn't want their own biological kids because the bakery's closed, like I'm not having more. They can have grown kids, whatever. I just Mm. want them to like love and respect my kids and their relationship with their dad and all of that. So like I should, that should be number one really, but yeah. Is it important whether or not they have kids at all? Like I won't date somebody that hasn't had kids. No, that's not important to me at all because like I've known some wonderful men who just never aspired to have children of their own, but they are like amazing uncles. They have like nieces and nephews who they are super involved with and stuff like that. So that's fine. The main thing is like patience. They need to have patience and some understanding of like what it's like to raise kids a little bit. They don't need their own necessarily. I'm fine if they don't, but like I'm not going to have more of my own. So, and I also like, if they have kids, I don't want them to be similar ages because I feel like I don't want a blended household where the kids are, you know, competing for attention or like feeling weird about that. Like that's really important to me too. So okay. I would would have said that you, you wanted that, but okay. Yeah. I don't want that, which is probably an unpopular opinion. I just don't want to put that on them, I guess. So yeah, no, I get yeah. it. That's fine. Do you have yeah. an age or a physical thing that you're looking for that you're mostly attracted to? I have literally no physical type. It's all personality, like the funny, the spontaneous, that kind of stuff is really what gets me. But I do like, I love someone with good hair. I love good hair. I don't know why, but like, I am super bald. I mean, no, but I think a shaved head can be good hair sometimes too. Like some guys really rock a shaved head. That's fine. Like someone with their own sense of style, I guess, basically. I have a lot of tattoos. So I was just going to say, what are your thoughts on tattoos for men? I love tattoos. Love them. Obviously it's not a deal breaker, but their attitude towards tattoos would be like, they have to be cool with them and they don't have to have them, but I do love them. So So like if you met a guy like Tommy Lee who was just covered in tattoos, that's sexy. Yes. That would be like, yes. Like physically I would, I, and I love an artsy person. I love someone who loves good music, knows good music. I'm really into music. That's something I would love to have in common with a partner. Um, Someone who's affectionate. Um, I was in a really long-term relationship where 
there was, it was very cold, sterile. There was no affection. And I'm a very like touch focused person. I'm very affectionate and stuff. So like, I would love to have that reciprocated and feel like someone likes that. So that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's it. And how tall are you? I'm five, four, but I do like tall guys. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. And, and you like them big or skinny? You said, I mean, I don't artsy, I'm picturing like a tall, thin dude. Yes. Like European that, body. That would be not my type. So I'm just curious what your type I, is. What are you I, attracted to? You could be open to more things. I, I really love a good, I love a dad bod. Honestly, I like a man with something to hold on to a little yeah, bit, like a chubby guy who is like the life of the party and having so much fun and funny is so much more attractive to me than like a supermodel looking guy who's like doing that with his hair and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And is being chased by a bunch of women. Yes. Okay. So this is really exciting. This gives me, I wrote all these things down as you were telling me, because I'm going to, so what I think is going to be fun, we're going to set up some dating accounts for you. And then I'm going to manage it because you have a bad picker because you haven't found anybody yet. Yeah. So I think what would be fun is for me to go through them and interview the people. Like, have you seen a mirror has, the mirror has two faces. Yes. That's what it, yes, we should totally do that. So fun because the sister and the mom, um, you know, take, I forget the woman's name, but Barbara Streisand's character and they put her online and they interview all the guys and they pick someone to, to take her out and they don't tell her until she's going out on the date that, you know, they found her on a, him on a website and blah, 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 but it works out and they get married and they fall madly in love. So, I mean, with a bunch of things in between, but maybe if I'm interviewing them, it would be more interesting and have more opportunity for you to, to give them a chance. But also I think like, you're going to come visit me here in Florida. We're going to go out to bars. We're going to meet different people. We're actually going to post all this stuff. We're going to take our little camera with us. We might do, you know, I might interview some people in person and then send her on some, send her on some like speed dates around the bar. How much fun would that be? Oh my God. I love that idea. (laughs) I'm seriously open to anything. And I think an outside opinion, not my own, because I do have a bad picker. I mean, I've had a really bad picker your perspective would be great. Yeah. And I think we all have bad pickers for ourselves or a lot of us. I do too. So sometimes I need someone, someone's help. Well, we should be doing this with you. No, let's do the experiment with you first. Okay. We'll try. I'll be the guinea pig. We'll see how it works. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, Okay. Anything else that's important to make note of? That's pretty much it. And I can attest to the fact that Kelly is obviously what by being you're pretty and we all can see that, but you're also very sweet, very smart, um, can fit in anywhere (laughs) and you have a good job and you do. So there, you have a lot going for you. So like literally any guy I think would be into you. I think it's more about whether or not you're into the guy. Well, thank you for all those kind words. I'm not psycho or anything. Like I'm not like, I don't have anything wrong with me that I, I like that I know of or anything like that. And, and I do, I'm still friends with a lot of people I've dated in the past. It just like, didn't work out as like anything romantic. We're still friends. And I think that says a little bit about a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not friends with any of my exes. (laughs) So maybe that says something about my personality. No, we'll get into that another time. Yes. Okay. (laughs) No, no. Well, you there, I wouldn't be friends with them either. 
All right. So we're going to get working on this. If you guys have anyone to suggest for Kelly in the meantime, we're every time we have our happy hour, we are going to talk about who she dated that week, what's gone on in the process. But we have a year and a half basically to find the right guy, find the venue, find the dress, find the flowers. Maybe we'll get some sponsors for all this. And, um, you know, who's going to do the food, who's going to do the alcohol, which reminds me, because we're going to start a segment. You tell them about the segment. Oh, yes. So yeah, it's happy hour. We need to like have good drinks, things like that. So we're going to start a segment, you know, we're looking for sponsors to hook us up with wine or spirits, different things, cocktails. We're going to have a segment where we make some cocktails on the show. We're going to have a segment called spit or swallow because you know, it's happy. Yeah. We can get a little risque. So like if it's a win, we'll swallow. If it's a, if we don't like it, we'll spit. spit Yeah. So, I, yeah, so we're going to have some fun segments coming up related to happy hour and cocktails and things like that. And again, like if you guys have any sponsors in mind or if you are a winery or vineyard or um, like a, you know, a spirit company who wants to get in on the action. Yeah, send go us ahead in, and contact yeah. us and send us each a bottle of whatever you want us to drink and we'll feature it on our show every Friday. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got so many fun segments coming up in the show. This is just the beginning. So yeah. I'm super excited. So um, let's talk a little bit really quickly about the guests we've had on so far. So th- this week we um, had Skylar Baylor, Mm-hmm. Um, who was really interesting because he um, was the first Division One athlete. He was recruited for swimming on the women's team. He took a year off and then started up his freshman year on the men's swimming team because he yes. had transitioned or come out during that time. And that yeah. was a really interesting interview. I think it's, you know, obviously the LGBTQ and transgenders is a hot topic, but it's a touchy topic. A lot of people who are not into it, you know, just like shy away from it and would probably skip that episode. But I actually think it was a great interview. I mean, as you know, cause you were kind of sitting there listening, it was almost hard for me to do the interview because I didn't know if I would offend him. I didn't know if the questions I asked if they were okay or not, because the stuff that we know about transgenders is just what we read and it's so controversial. And so I didn't want to offend him. I really think he's a great guy, but I just didn't know how to ask the question. Do you know what I mean? Well, so Yeah. You did a great job. I mean, the key to ending the stigma and like the fear in it is education and just talking about it. Like that's the first step and you did an awesome job. And Skylar was like, that's his job. Like he yeah. is an educator and an advocate for the LGBT community, the trans community, all that. So mm-hmm. like he, anytime you were like, I don't really know what to say here. He would be like, that's totally okay. Here's what I would say or what I'd be good with. And like, I hope nobody skips this episode because like, it doesn't matter what your political beliefs are or your personal or, you know, religious or anything like that. It doesn't matter. Like, this is like a human episode. It's like somebody's story and their struggle. And we all have been through struggles. And like, he just had just such a great, great inspirational story. And he's such a positive person. We can all 
use more of that for sure in our and lives. And he's so well-spoken. I mean, he yes. really gets to the point and knows his facts and then, you know, his story is so interesting. So everything about him was interesting. So yes. I really liked that episode and I, I want to encourage people to listen to it, even if it's not something they normally would. And yes. then we had Kara Alloway come out on Wednesday who um, used to be on Real Housewives of Toronto. She has a new book out. She's so fun and sweet and interesting. And that was just a fun episode. So I really appreciate her and I hope everyone listens to that. I'm sure that's, you know, something everyone will listen to just because all those topics are so hot right now of everything on Bravo and um, the scandals and, but she really talks about what it was like to be in reality TV and how she got the job and, you know, why it ended and all that stuff. And and so that was a a really cool interview. Um, What are some interviews in the past, maybe name one or two, that was your favorite for people that are just sort of learning about us that they can go back and listen to? One of my top favorites was Kato Kalin. With mm. my true crime background, I was like so obsessed with the OJ Simpson case and everything. Like I remember where I was when the white Bronco was barreling down the highway. I was sure. in my Who dad's den. Yeah. yeah. I was a senior in high school, about ready to go out. I remember what I was wearing, even. That's oh, wow. like how obsessed I was with court TV and true crime. So having Kato Kalin on telling his personal story about his involvement. And that was awesome to me. Yeah. I loved that. And yeah. what a great guest. He's so fun. And um, then I did his show and he he's just like the nicest, most interesting guy who really has, you know, a, a narrative has been written about him and he's just had to become um, known as like the most famous house guest, but he really, uh, his personality is like no other. So he's, he's so he's- great. Yeah. He's so funny and goofy. I love his humor, like dad jokes for days. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So was there another one that you liked too? Um, another one? Well, you're probably going to agree with me. Lee Asher was great. Yeah. He's yeah. My favorite. yeah. And I, I loved his story, his backstory of how he like ha- struggled with learning disabilities and things like that, because my middle child is, you know, on the spectrum and struggles with uh, developmental delay and things like that. And life has been hard for him. And there were so many parallels with his story and, and Lee's. And I was like, wow, he, my kid can grow up to do these amazing things. It was yeah. yeah. And for people that don't know, his name might not be so recognizable on our yeah. list of names, um, but he has like over a million followers on Instagram. I think he has three to four million on uh, YouTube. Um, and he drove across country or, you know, and quit his job and now has a animal sanctuary in Oregon. Is that right? And, yes. And is just one of the most inspirational guys because he shows the rescue of these animals and how he takes them in, how he um, either gets them adopted or, um, you know, lets them live with him and becomes their protector for the rest of their lives. A lot of them have been abused, left on the side of the road. Some of them have actual physical ailments because of their abuse. It's really awful. But to watch these, you know, episodes and then follow uh, watch his videos and then follow the story of these dogs. Cause then you see this pack of dogs and you see, you know, Matilda and you see, you know, all these different dogs that you become, you know, their name yeah, and, following yes, them and yeah. seeing how they're doing. It's so great. And he announced on our show, um, some breaking news for him that he's going to be partnering up with a, um, place where you can adopt animals. Yeah. We're going to, I think, put his name on it and um, the Asher house. And, uh, that's something he normally hasn't been doing a lot of. He, he was taking animals in and not adopting them out, but now he's going to start that. And I think he said that it's going to drop 
uh, middle of next year or something. Yes. Um, is that what he said? And yeah. I'll have to watch the episode again to listen. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But he is like just such an interesting guy and really inspirational. So that was, it was a two-part episode. You definitely should listen to both parts. So I was going to say for me, Lee was my favorite. And then um, one that hasn't come out yet that I'm really excited about was Ru- Rudy Giuliani. He was on my mm-hmm. bucket list for um, someone to interview even before I started this podcast. He and I share... Um, you know, the tragedy of 9-11. He was part of it. He obviously knew people in it, but he became a hero that day. And I lost my fiance that day. And I was working at Bloomberg News. My boss, Mike Bloomberg, was um, about to come in as mayor. uh, And Rudy was leaving the office as mayor. So it was a very interesting day. I ended up um, buying a dog two days later, naming him Rudy Giuliani. So Rudy stayed in my life for 20 years uh, or 19 years. And he was like the one true man I had in my life. Um, my dog. So it was really special for me to meet Rudy, to walk through September 11th with him and then also be able to ask him some questions because obviously he's been in the news a lot. Um, I got to ask him some questions about what he thought about New York, what he thought about, you know, um, being misunderstood and, you know, being accused of a lot of different things. So we got to hear from his perspective. So I think that that's a really interesting episode and um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to um, Sarma from Bad Vegan. Um, If anyone hasn't seen Bad Vegan yet on Netflix, it's a really interesting documentary about a woman who um, was an owner of a vegan restaurant, a very famous celebrity hangout vegan restaurant in Manhattan. And it ended up that she got into a relationship and got married to this guy and ended up funneling out almost $2 million of the company's money, wasn't able to pay people at her company, and then kind of looked like she was on the run with this guy and uh, ended up getting put in jail um, for fraud and um, a bunch of other things. And now it came on our show to tell her story, um, her side. So at, at the end of the mo- uh, the end of the documentary, you kind of don't know whether or not she's a complete criminal and she was in on it, or if she just made a really bad decision with men and she might've been, you know, psychologically abused and what that means. So she came on and really explained herself. And I actually really like her as a person. So I, I was really happy to have her. And we have some really interesting guests that are on our books um, going forward that we're looking forward to interviewing. And so I think everyone will be really excited as this podcast grows. We're just getting like in the incoming phone call business of people that want to be on the show and do, you know, give their narrative um, from, you know, from themselves as opposed to having somebody else reduce them to a single headline. So I think it's really going to be interesting. That's what this show is all about. I mean, everyone's got a story to tell and they want to tell you. I I just love it. It's yeah, we have a lot of great guests coming up. So yeah. And I think what people should be aware of, too, because we're always open to um, hearing your thoughts and suggestions of who you want to hear interviewed. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone like that's a household name that's super famous, like a Pamela Anderson or something. Um, It could be someone that or a topic that you really want to know more about, like something um, that Kelly and I are going to get involved with this in the next month or so. We're doing an interview with somebody who assists in deaths in the state of California. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know anything about that. I find it interesting. I think the whole topic is misunderstood. Some people think it's suicide. Some people think it's horrible. Some people think it's great. And I don't even know the details of it. So I'm so excited to um, have this guest on and um, listen to her speak about it and be educated on the topic. You know, I'm so excited about that too. There are two certainties in life. You're born and you die 
And we don't really know much about either of those things because, yeah. you know, and I just think um, that's going to be an episode that appeals to everyone just because it's so interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to say about this show that I'm so proud of and that I love about you and that I love about the show is there are no like political lines. There's no no subject that we won't tackle. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, left, right, red, blue. We just want to have the conversations about all of it, just all right. of it. And I love that you're tackling all of that. So yeah, and I think it's so important. My background is I started at Bloomberg News. I was at CNBC before that. And I learned that good journalism is just the facts. You don't, you shouldn't put your opinion in on it. And I'm somebody who by you know nature or whatever is an inquisitive person so i ask a million questions no matter what so i try to put my you know everyone has judgments about things or they think you know they have their opinions but i really you know i've taken guests that i haven't been interested in because i don't like their perspective yeah. but and some people have said well how could you interview this person you know that's why would you listen to their side, but because I'm curious about their side, you know, people don't understand why humans make the decisions that they do. And I feel like I want to get to the bottom of that so that I can make my own decision as opposed to just reading about who that person is. That happened to me that many people, you know, um, made the assumption of who I was. They still do um, just from reading about me in the press or seeing things about me. And, you know, I realize I have to tackle one person at a time by meeting them in person. But when they meet me in person, they're always like, oh my God, you're so much different than who I thought you were. So I think that's an important platform to give other people. So people um, can also yeah. um, email or DM myself or Kelly with questions, suggestions. Um, we also have an email address. Info misunderstood podcast at gmail.com. So I'll put it on the screen and in the notes of the show. Yes. Okay, perfect. So normally I think one other segment we would do is our um, happy hour headlines and yeah. the, um, the news, but we could maybe start that next week because, yeah. um, you know, I don't want this to be too long for people, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's so many interesting stories that we will capture, cover. Um, and again, anything you guys suggest where we would love to hear from you, um, by the way, which reminds me. Um, it means so much to us when you guys go in and write reviews and give us five stars, or if you hate it, you can give us one star. But um, I would really appreciate it if more people did that or tell people about the show, because obviously that's the way that we grow. So I would love to make the request that when you are done, if you're watching on YouTube, if you um, like it, subscribe to it, right? Or is that how you say it? <laughs> Yeah. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all the things. Okay. Yes. All the things. They're <laughs> super important. They're super helpful. We read those things and we are really appreciative. So sometimes I wish I could write back and I don't really know how to do that, especially on the Apple reviews or whatever, yes. but like yes. we get such good reviews from people and they're really helpful. And I love um, reading what people have to say. So. Okay. So with the lightning round. Yes. So I want to do a lightning round because you've talked too much about me so far. Um, let's talk more about you. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to take you off guard a little bit, I think. So first question, what was your favorite subject in school? Music. Music. Really? I was a really good singer. Yeah. Well, then you I still was, are. Let's I was, hear no, it. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible now. And when I sing, my daughter like literally runs in the other room, but I <gasps> used to have a great voice. I was the lead singer in my band called the Arcadians in high school. And also I was a lead in our eighth grade musical. You know, you have like a, yeah. um, 
you know, a musical that everybody yeah. knows. I was in Iolanthe, which was a Gilbert and Sullivan, and I was the lead in it. So, oh, and that, by the way, got me to go to school because there was a time in my life in eighth grade where I wasn't so happy in my life, in my home life, and in the school life. And it got me to go to school because they gave me the lead part, and I just loved music. So, that's, that's amazing. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, what's your go to comfort food? Cereal. What kind? Is there any particular kind? So right now I'm really into the special K with the strawberries in I it. I love that. Yep. It's so good. And then sometimes I mix um, pops in it or like um, <laughs> like cinnamon life on top of it just for a little mixture all, and I'll put yeah. some like blueberries. Those are all great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I love fruity pebbles. That's oh yeah. Those expect. are good. Okay. So um, if you had a million dollars to donate to any charity, which charity would you donate to? The Asher House. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a sucker for animals and I'm a sucker for Lee. So yes, Lee's great. Yeah. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. (laughs) Describe your perfect meal, appetizer, entree, and dessert. Oysters to start. Entree, steak tartare with a side of fries. Do you, are you a dessert eater? Do you have a sweet Not tooth? really. I do, no. but it's like gummy bears or something. Okay. Like that. Nothing you can get at a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, one, once in a while, like a really good like cobbler, like if they have a berry peach cobbler or something, Ooh. I could get into that or that's like coffee nice. ice cream or something. Oh yeah. That's good. Um, what's your favorite holiday? Christmas. What's the weirdest thing in your refrigerator right now? Clamato. You know oh, yes, I do. It's um, clam juice and tomato juice mixed. I it's, love it. It's so good. And this is even weirder. I stick a hearts of palm in it. It's like a virgin Bloody Mary, basically. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So good. I People love it. You should, should try it. And there's also one called Beef Amato, which yes. is more rare, but it's really good. They're great yeah. to make Bloody Marys with, but they're also good as just like an alternative to V8. If you could travel back to any time period, when would it be? Okay. I can already answer this. The eighties. I wish that the whole, every decade was the eighties. I love the eighties. I love the music. I love the outfits. I love the big hair. I'm all about that. That's a great answer. I didn't I like love it. turtlenecks, but maybe that was like end of seventies mm. or the eighties. Yeah. 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 Turtlenecks kind of make you go like that. Yeah. yeah. But the eighties yeah. were so fun. They were great. Yeah. Morning person or night owl? As I've gotten older, I'm not as much a night owl, like going out, but I'll stay up late. I love my shows. So like I'll stay up late and I'll watch the things that I'm into. Um, I'm not someone who will go to sleep early, but that doesn't mean I go out late at night. Right. And then I've yeah. actually become a morning person, which is scary because, you know, like we all hear like your grandparents get up like at the crack of dawn or yeah. five or six in the morning. I've been waking up at like five thirty six in the morning. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's a sign of age, but also I've moved to Palm Beach and it's you know, the sun comes out early and I have dogs and they want to go outside. So, um, I've been getting up earlier. I've noticed that by your text messages. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Um, that I have my master's in forensic investigation. I love that. I moved right after I got my license, but I was going to stay there and work with the guy who um, trained me or head up, headed up the program. He had, um, a detective agency and I wanted to be an undercover, you know, detective or whatever, a PI. And we would do for our lesson plan or whatever, we would actually go and do things with him. Um, so it was really fun. Yeah. The true crime girl in me loves that. I love that. 
Um, what's your most memorable travel experience? My favorite place is going to Chiang Mai. I went by myself. It's the northern part, part of Thailand, kind of near the Golden Triangle. And a lot of people don't know that area. If they go to Thailand, they're going to Bangkok or they're going to Phuket um, down south. I loved going there. There's an elephant sanctuary in Chiang Rai, um, which is right near there in driving distance. And I stayed at the Four Seasons there and elephants are literally just roaming around that they've saved from being in Bangkok. And then I was, I went on like a three day trek on them where they teach you how to climb up its trunk basically and commands to say to it, to get on its back. And you like go in the water with them and they bathe themselves. You almost think you're going to go all the way underneath and because they go underneath, but you're sitting on them. It was so fantastic. It was like one of the best experiences. And I would love to go there again with somebody in my life to like witness it with me because I did it by myself. So I'm, I'm dying to get back there. I think it's so amazing. Oh, and I met like, I had a shaman um, that I worked with every day and I went to this place called Tao Garden. I wonder if it's even still there. It was like a a medicine place. They like take your blood out, they spin it, they tell you what's wrong with you. They put you in all these different scenarios and to make you healthier, but they're kind of medicine. It was just so cool. I loved it. Wow. Oh, and I, stu- sorry, I got to tell you one more yeah. thing. I studied with, I got a personal trainer every morning who was a Muay Thai kickboxing instructor. And he told me about his business or whatever. Um, and so I, because I was there for a week and a half, I ex- I actually extended my trip, but I would go hang out at his business. And then they had matches on Friday and Saturday night. So I would go with them. And this is how I met like the locals or the people that had literally flown in from everywhere, from Germany, Russia to come in. And um, I would watch their matches and I would help like rub them down with the oil and stuff. So that if they got hit, they wouldn't get hurt. It was so fun. And I got so fit in the two weeks that I was there. I bet you did. That's amazing. I love mixed martial arts. That's yeah. so interesting to watch. It's so like such a beautiful dance. I love that. So yeah. Cool. yeah. What's your current TV binge? Uh, well, at the moment, Selling Sunset came out. So season three, I guess it is. So I have been watching that. But my current binge over an arc of time right now is Grey's Anatomy because I never watched it the first time it was around. So now I'm convinced that I'm like as qualified as a surgeon or a doctor. So like, I'm always trying to diagnose people, but I feel like I'm fully invested in that show. I love it. And I'm almost caught up to where it is now, I guess on live TV. So I'm getting very anxious that it'll be, you know, the end of my run with um, Grey's Anatomy, but I have really enjoyed that. And actually it's really cute because I watch it with my daughter and she, um, I just read her like graduation thing because she's ending lower school right now and she's mm-hmm. going to start sixth grade next year. And um, what I didn't know when she put it on her thing is that she wants to be a surgeon because she has a special connection with her mom and what, they watch Grey's Anatomy together. And now she wants to be a surgeon for a living. I thought that was so cute. That's so sweet. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That show's been around forever. forever. It's been going for so long. And every season is like 26 episodes. It's crazy. That is crazy. That is all I have for you, probably. Right. So every yeah. week we'll have some new lightning round, whether or not, you know, I ask you or we bring in our tech guy, Richard, here and ask him, get him involved. We'll, we'll figure out uh, what our lightning round will be. If you guys have any questions for us, you can always submit them. We might go through my phone and mm-hmm. see what celebrity needs to get a um, random prank call. 
Actually, yeah. we were talking about, we think it's more fun to like when we have a fun celebrity guest for them to prank someone. Like we should have done that with Rudy Giuliani. We should have had him call like Ryan Seacrest, who's in my phone or Derek Jeter. That would have been hysterical. That would be amazing. I don't, I don't know why. I just love that kind of humor. I love prank calls. I think they're the funniest thing ever. And well, I think we're wrapping it up for this week's episode of Happy Hour with Misunderstood. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys um, are going to settle in for your weekend, have a good time. Um, Definitely please share our show with other people and let people know about it. Um, We will be doing this every Friday and um, we look forward to having you be a part of it. Yeah. And be sure to subscribe, like everything, follow Rachel on Instagram at Rachel Yucatel NYC. You can find me on Instagram at Kelly, it's with an I, Brink. Leave a good review. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, all the things. You can find all the links down below. Um, in and the I'm notes. excited for next week to do the spit or swallow yes. yeah. um, segment. So definitely anyone inv- interested in sending um, myself and Kelly a bottle of wine or tequila or anything, let us know so that we can feature you next week. Absolutely. Yes. So many fun segments in store just the first episode, but we've got so much, so many fun things coming up. Okay. And so everyone say a very nice congratulations to Kelly on her impending marriage. And I hope that we are setting off a new way to find your husband, um, which is to plan a date and just find the guy to fill in the spot. I mean, why not? I've tried everything else. So I'm marking it on my calendar. Yes. Cheers so we'll to that. Tell you what, we'll tell you what happens next week in the next week for yes. uh, uh, how, how much progress we've made. We will. We'll update you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating and review. You can support the show by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. Do you have ideas for the show or want to reach out? Email us at info misunderstood podcast at gmail.com. That's spelled M-I-S-S understood. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Misunderstood.